know who will be listening to this, but if you are here and you're listening, my name is V, and this is the first episode of hopefully many episodes to come. Um, I have a really bad time with committing and following through on things, so who knows where this will go. Um, I decided to start this podcast because I wanted a place to talk about my feelings with someone other than my significant other um, and my friends and family because I didn't grow up in a household where feelings were really talked about. Um, And also I tried to make a therapy appointment today but the doctor couldn't see me for another month. So, um, in today's episode, I think I just want to talk about how I've been feeling lately. Um, with COVID, I have been doing school online uh, through Zoom remote from my home. And now, fall quarter, uh, my school is finally going back in person. And it's a lot for me to take in as someone with a lot of social issues and anxiety. Um, I'm away from my home, which is my comfort space. I'm away from my dogs. Even though they're a headache, they are a safety net for me. And they keep me company, um, and they make me feel less alone when my significant other is not here. Um, so the stress of, you know, having to get up in the morning, figure out what I want to wear, figure out when I need to get to school, parking, where my classes are. Um, And just the thought of having to be in class and socialize with people, that is a lot for me to take in. Um, And that's why I decided today that it should be time to go to to therapy because I don't think that's a healthy way to live. A lot of people have been telling me to go to therapy for a long time, but I am too cheap to pay for it, but I think my insurance covers it, so we'll see. I haven't quite figured out what I want my podcast to be. Um, I mean, it could just be me talking to myself and then listening to myself. If no one finds this podcast, um, but I haven't figured out what I want to talk about and, you know, what topics I want to discuss, things like that. I've thought about, do I want to talk about politics? Do I want to steer clear of that? Do I want to talk about controversial things? Um, Do I want guest speakers? 
I don't know. I'm the type of person to think about ideas and, you know, basically shoot for the stars. But um, then I kind of start building my rocket ship, but I never finish. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good analogy. Um, right now, I'm sitting on my couch surrounded by laundry, my homework, a dirty dining room or living room table. Um, but my dogs are sleeping peacefully, so I don't want to disrupt that peacefulness. My favorite time of day is right after I get off work and before my significant other comes home. I have a short little period where it's just me and the dogs and the house is quiet. My laptop is turned off and I just have, I just feel at peace, you know, like I have no worries. Nothing's going on. Just for those few minutes, I I don't think about anything. And that's hard for me to do because I'm a constant thinker. So I'm always worrying, always planning, always thinking. And that's hard for me sometimes. Speaking of peace, um, I am an immigrant. I am uh, Vietnamese and black, um, and I immigrated to Seattle, Washington, where I was raised um, and still reside. Um, and I immigrated here with my family when I was five. So. My family is, you know, very traditional in their belief, uh, well, specifically my mom. Um, I have two younger siblings, um, and our dad left just before my sister was born, so he's not in the picture, um, but in terms of Vietnamese or Asian households. For us, um, whenever I go somewhere, um, people always ask, you know, oh, have you talked to your dad recently? Do you know where he is? Do you know how he's doing? And that really bothers me because, you know, he left us. So why is it my responsibility to keep up with what he's doing. You know, I haven't seen him for years, haven't talked to him for years. He has another family. He has another kid or other kids, um, and he doesn't care about us. So why should I care about him? You know, like, I think for Asian households, um, at least for my household, uh, 
respecting your elderly is a really important concept. But for me, growing up in America, not just having the Western thinking, but growing up and seeing how strong of a woman my mother is and just learning to become an independent person, um, I don't believe that we should respect all of our elders. I think that everyone deserves respect if they respect you as well. Um, I don't think that I should waste my energy and my respect on someone that doesn't care about me, doesn't respect me, and wants nothing to do with me. So why should I have to um, bother with them, you know? And that doesn't just go for um, my dad, but just friends or anyone. I think that um, a lot of people chase after the wrong people. And for me, sometimes I know that I miss out on building strong relationships with people, but I don't want to chase after someone, whether it be um, a someone romantic or just a friend um, or even a job. You know, if they're not interested in me, I then I should not have to prove my worth to them. So that's just my two cents. Um, I remember, I think this was like five, six, seven years back, but um, my mom and my siblings and I attended a wedding and, you know, Vietnamese people, everyone knows everyone. So, um, we went to this wedding and there were hundreds of people there pre-COVID where you can actually have weddings and events and have hundreds of people there. Um, but yeah, so we went to this wedding and, um, my dad happened to be there as well. Um, I don't, I don't really remember what his connection to the bride or groom was, but, uh, we were there and I remember some of my dad's friends and, uh, well, my parents' friends, um, pushing me at, you know, they literally came to our table while I was eating and made me get up and follow them outside so that my dad could talk to me and to make it more awkward. Okay. And mind you, I hadn't seen this man or talked to this man in five plus years. So I, I don't even, you know, I don't want anything to do with him. As far as I'm concerned, he's dead. Um, but they pushed me to go outside and they stood there and forced me to talk to him. I was so uncomfortable. I felt 
so violated, you know, my safety, my space, my independence, um, that was all stripped from me when they forced me out of my chair outside to make me talk to my dad. And he had asked for my number um, so that he could keep up with me and contact me. And I said, no, I didn't want to give him my number. But the the men, the, yeah, this is all men, the men standing around, um, you know, egged me and kept uh, making me feel bad and feel guilty. So I ended up giving my father uh, my phone number. And then I kind of forgot about it, thought nothing of it, you know, but I, I was so uncomfortable for the rest of the night. I just wanted to go home. And I remember we did go home early. Um, yeah, my mom took us home early. Um, but a few days later, um, my father had contacted me while I was at work and I don't know how, I don't think I, I told him this, but, um, somehow he figured out where I worked and he came to my workplace and, um, talked to me because I, you know, would ignore him, um, I would ignore his phone calls and his text messages. So he came to my workplace to talk to me. And, um, you know, I, so I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. It's not like I can kick him out. Um, so he said that he wanted to have dinner with my siblings and I. Um, so I said, okay, but I'm going to invite my best friend. And so I brought my best friend and, um, at this time, I forgot to mention my sister has no idea who her dad is. She thought, um, that we had different dads because, you know, in her innocent mind, and this breaks my heart in her innocent mind, she didn't she couldn't comprehend that her dad had left her. So she thought that we had different dads. So it was, you know, oh, we're going out to dinner with your dad. But um, my siblings and I all had the same dad and the same mom. Um, so we went out to dinner. I remember we went to Din Tai Fung because I wanted to spend his money. Um, and it was one of the most awkward and uncomfortable situations I had ever been in you know and the other thing is my dad didn't even try to get to know my sister he didn't try to you know ask about her really um other than you know oh how old are you you know how are you doing that kind of stuff um so it it wasn't like he really cared to get to know her, to get to meet her. Um, I remember when my parents were getting divorced, my dad even uh, got my mom to do a 
paternity test because he refused to accept that my sister um, was his child. And this uh, is because my mom had my sister pretty late. Um, My sister and I are about 10 years apart. No, more than that. Um, yeah, we're, we're more than 10 years apart. Um, so she is very young. Um, and my dad refused to accept, acknowledge her as his child. Um, so I remember, you know, it was this big thing and when my parents got divorced, I was only in middle school, so I wasn't really um, aware of what was going on. I wasn't aware of the way that he treated my mom, really, because mo- she tried to hide everything from us. Um, most of their fights, um, when he beat her. She would try to hide it from us. And I remember one night um, when we were still living with our dad, um, the night before my first day of fifth grade, my parents had been fighting and I couldn't sleep you know, because nerves, um, the first day of school is tomorrow. And so I was up and I heard them and, you know, I could hear my mom crying and begging for my dad to stop hitting her. Um, but I could hear him, you know, just yelling at her and, um, beating her. And so I ran out, I tried to open their bedroom door, but it was locked. And I started shouting and I was shouting so much that my brother woke up and we had uh, people that were renting our house at the time and they were family friends. Um, And they woke up as well and tried to, you know, get my parents to open the door. Um, And my mom finally was able to open the door and run out and she hid behind um, the renters, our family friends, so that my dad would not get her. And he kept yelling and just shouting. And I don't remember what he was going on about, but, um, in our house, we had these two large, like lampposts, but they were heavy because they were, um, made out of like rocks or something, but yeah, they were super heavy. Um, Oh, no, I think it was glass. Um, Yeah, and they were really tall, like pillars. Um, And we had two of them in the corner of our living room. And my dad was so mad, he pushed one down. And, you know, I tried to defend my mom, so I jumped in front of her. And the glass hit me and uh, cut my face. But... My mom at the time isn't wasn't very good uh, with English, so she she didn't understand 
or she didn't want to call the police because she was afraid that they wouldn't understand her. And um, so, you know, she just bandaged me up and um, I went to school the next day with the, a cut and a bandaid on my upper lip. Um, and I, throughout elementary and middle school, a lot of people asked me about my cut. And I would, at first, um, my mom told me to tell people that it was from a fall because um, she didn't want people to know what happened. But eventually I started telling people the truth because why should I protect my dad? Um, and I remember when I was young, I asked my mom why she didn't call the police because if she had call it, called the police, I wouldn't have this reminder of how abusive my dad was. And, um, you know, he would have gone to jail and he wouldn't have hurt us anymore. And that, you know, but if he would have gone to jail, my sister wouldn't have been born. And now that I, you know, understand and my parents always used to tell me when I was younger and um, I would cry about something or ask about something is you won't understand until you're older. So this is one of those situations where I didn't understand because my mom was scared. You know, she had two kids at that time, two kids to raise, a mortgage to pay. She barely knew any English. So what would she have done? And in the Vietnamese culture, we just, you don't do that. You stick with your husband no matter what. You know, it was common for wives to get beaten by their husbands. Um, yeah. And speaking of the, you know, phrase, you won't understand until you're older. I remember um, before my dad left, we knew that he was going to leave, my brother and I, uh, we knew. So I remember he took us uh, back to school shopping. Um, and I had spent friggin' like $500 on school supplies. I told my brother, you know, just grab everything, everything off the shelves, the most expensive things, just grab all of it. Um, so we were stocked with school supplies for about three, four years <laughs> after that. But um, on the way home, my dad had told me, you know, you won't understand what's happening until you're older. And I said, no, I will never understand why you're leaving us. But what I do know is that you don't love us no matter what you say, you know, because he would always say it's not about you guys. Um, it's your mom. No, he was, he is selfish. And 
I really hope that, um, I think he has another kid now, a daughter, but I really hope that he treats her well and he treats his new wife well because they do not deserve to go through what we did. Since I just unloaded like a crap ton of stuff um, and talked about my past, I wanted to talk about my future. Um, My significant other and I have always talked about moving to another country or even just another state. Um, But I feel like that's so hard to do, especially if you have, you know, roots in a specific location. Um, Like we're based in Seattle, Washington. Um, And my immediate family is here. His family is here. So I wonder how people, you know, how they can just disconnect from that and leave because for me my mom uh, depends on me a lot like for my sister's school like some people at her school think that I'm her mom because of how involved I am Um, I do almost all of her paperwork Um, I help my mom and my sister and my aunt and my uncle and my cousins and my brother. I help everyone, you know, make um, their medical appointments. Um, I deal with their um, issues with the IRS. I deal with their taxes. I deal with like all their paperwork, Um, their unemployment when COVID, um, when the shutdowns happened. So you know, they depend on me a lot. And that is a big burden. I acknowledge that for myself. But for me, I I don't know how to step away, especially for a Vietnamese, um, you know, household. That's really hard to do. Because like I said in the beginning, um, we're really big they're really big on respecting your elders and whatever they say you have to do that type of stuff so I want to be able to disconnect um so that they don't need me as much and my significant other and I have already moved pretty far um from them I mean like 30-45 minutes which is pretty far um for being in state um but yeah so we've moved kind of far you know mainly because we couldn't afford houses closer to the Seattle area but also because I wanted to have more space um and I didn't know how to do it other than using the excuse of, oh, I live too far. I can't drive down to help you with that. Um, you know, and since I live far, they can't drive up all the time to check on me and, and get help with whatever they need. 
um, and also when I see them uh, for birthday parties or whatnot, I can use the excuse of, oh, I live far, so I have to leave early, uh, and that's always helpful, <laughs> but also we use the dogs a lot as an excuse, like we have to take the dogs out, we have to feed the dogs, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I am always curious about how people are able to move out of state or even out of the country. You know, I think it'd be so cool, especially when we're young and we don't have kids yet. Um, I, I want to be able to be fluid with where I'm living. Um, I, we're big on travel. We've been to a lot of cool places, and there are some places that we could see ourselves living at. Um, and, you know, we've considered moving to California. Uh, well, we thought about Texas for like a second. Um, or even, you know, out of the country, like um, Canada, Japan. Korea, even Vietnam, that would be so cool and such an experience, but I feel like we're so tied down that we can't leave, so that's one of my struggles right now. I feel like that's why I like to go travel so much is because it's the only time where I can escape my family. You know, when I'm on vacation, they can't bother me. And um, that is... I remember this past summer, we took a couple road trips. Um, one road trip, we went to Fresno to visit my best friend. And we were planning on taking the dogs and this was um, like late July or early August, but, you know, it's hot. It's already hot in Fresno, but the summertime, late July, early August is when it gets like, you know, triple digits, like 100, 105, 110. Um, so we were planning on taking the dogs. But we decided not to last minute just because I had been reading a lot of blogs and a lot of advice forums. And um, to me, it just didn't sound like a good idea. And also it sounded like it was going to be a big hassle if we had to stop every few hours for them to get some exercise and pee and take water breaks. Um and driving to California is already a day trip. Um, so we decided that was too big of a road trip to take them on, especially their first official road trip. So we left one with my family and the other one with um, my partner's family. Um, so we went on the road trip and 
I'm really glad that we didn't take the dogs just because it was so hot to sleep in the car. We actually ended up um, spending the, like a few hours at casinos just to have AC. Um, we barely slept actually because um, it was so hot and, you know, I didn't want to rent a hotel room. So I just drove the entire way. Um, and when we got there, it, the, the heat was, um, too much for us to handle, let alone, you know, um, Coco is a lab retriever mix. So I think she would have been okay with the heat, um, because she likes to soak out in the sun and, um, she has, a thin coat, but Louis is a Siberian Husky, so he has a very thick coat, um, so he's definitely not gonna, you know, be comfortable in 110 degree weather, um, and we also went to, there weren't a lot of places that were dog friendly, and I didn't want to just leave them at the Airbnb or the hotel for, uh, you know, most of the day. Um, so yeah, I'm really glad that we didn't bring them, but I am wanting to plan a winter road trip to Fresno, uh, to see my best friend. And also we can bring them this time since it'll be cooler. And, um, I want to take them up to Yosemite and have them play in the snow. Um, so I think that'll be really cool. But since we didn't do our Fresno road trip, we did take them to Portland, Oregon for a weekend. And they actually did really well. We stayed at um, an extended stay, which is like Motel 6. Uh, do not recommend. I will never do that again. Um, I'd rather just spend, you know, an extra $50 to get a good hotel. Um, nothing wrong with, well, the staff was great. The room felt like it, you know, was used for jobs. Um, there was a lot of crime where we stayed at. Um, when we were pulling in, there was actually a lady in the street and the cops were doing something with her. Um, and also I was woken up at 3 a.m. by people having sexual relations, um, doing the nasty. Um, so yeah, we probably will never stay at a Motel 6 or extended stay again, unless desperate. But, uh, Besides the point, the dogs did really well for the most part, and uh, Portland had only outside seating, which was great because then we were able to take the dogs with us and uh, tie them up to the benches um, and have them um, sit or lay down while we ate. Um, so that was really fun, and I think I would do that again. Um, it did get a little too hot at one point, 
We originally were going to just sleep in the car with the dogs, but it got up to the 90s. So that's why we had rented the extended stay and it was last minute. So that was all they had for less than $200. Um, But yeah, I think I would go on another road trip again with the dogs. Um, I wanted to 